Ah, yes. Good morning. Tuesday, 9th of January, summer breakfast. Trent Copeland here alongside Jaleesa Apps. We're here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness? Contact Bryden's Lawyers. Good morning to everyone listening on SEN 1170 AM here in Sydney as we fill the chairs for Fossey and Brandy and many others, to be fair, in recent times. And welcome to those of you listening on SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane. You're with us for the first hour and then Patton Heels briefly back from their hiatus to host a special show live from the Magic Millions Barrier Draw. That's coming up from 6 a.m. Queensland time. And good morning to everyone else listening across the SEN network. Pick up the phone and have your say today on the Suncorp open line, 1300 01 1170. We've got a good story to talk through to kick us off this morning, Jaleesa. But one moment before we tuck into that, get your home storm season ready with Suncorp. That number again to call us, one 1170 If you can't listen live, you can catch up via the podcast. Search Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy on your fav- favourite podcast platform, include, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can also find all of our podcasts on the SEN app. And just a quick heads up, we've got Brett Phillips on to talk a lot of tennis today. Sydney Sixers guru Jordan Silk is joining us as well, and Nick Ashman from Sportsbet. Good morning to you, Jaleesa, and I want to start with... When we exited the building yesterday mm, yeah. and we, we want stories from everyone else. When you hear this and it pops into your mind, your version of this story, mm. let us know what it is. But tell us, what did I walk out of the building and see yesterday? Okay. Well, first of all, just then when you were talking and uh, you said, oh, we've got a story to get to. I was, listen- I was sitting here listening as though I was listening to the radio. It wasn't until you said my name that I was like, oh. That's right. I have to make this content. So it's just <laughs> chilling back here. So uh, anyway, the story was, um, so we went out. Let me take you back to the start of the shift when Ben said to me, do you think you should park inside the car park? And I was like, nah, nah, it's all good, Ben. Oh, do you want to, seriously, like I can just let you in the car park? Nah, mate, Ben, it's all good. It's all good. And Ben was, I could see visibly concerned at my response, but <laughs> As somebody who frequently parks illegally, never in disabled zones, that's a big no, but I just park illegally, honestly, all over the city. Um, wow. Yeah. Get this number plate. <laughs> yeah, all yeah, yeah. parking officers. Constantly. It's actually become a little bit um, psychopathic of me to see how long I can get away with it. Anyway, so I was like, nah, now, nah, Ben, I'm living. This is how I lived. I just, just, I'm fine. Anyway, as I went down yesterday, I was seconds from being booked the, the guy was like, you know, filling out his little thing. And I was like, are you booking me? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, could you not? And he just looked at me and I was like, please. I said, I'm leaving now. And he said, all right, but you know, you need to read the sign. I mean, I had read the sign. I just. Wow. Just blatant the disregard. Sign. But, um, yeah. Thank you to that man. <laughs> Good karma coming your way. And I have parked legally this morning. Well done in the car park. Would you believe it, Jaleesa? Mm. Well done. Suncorp open line one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. What have you got away with? Have you got away with parking <laughs> fines? Have you talked your way out of it? Is it highway on the highway? How have you talked yourself out oh, of that? Oh, gee, scenario? so you're going full. I want illegal. the full story, eh? We've got scope. We've got plenty of time. You know, Jaleesa, I hit a wombat on the highway once. Oh dear. Yeah. Right off my car, right near Belangelo. That's grim. <laughs> it was really grim. Yeah, on Christmas Eve, as oh, I was trying to dear. get, as I was trying to get to work. Anyway, nice truckie helped me out. Well done. You've got a lot of people helping you out. Well done. Yeah, good people in the world. Yeah, that's right. 
Good people. Speaking of good people, former Aussie coach Darren Lehman believes Steve Smith should stay at number four and a specialised opener should be brought in to, to, uh, to replace Davey Warner. There's been a lot of talk about this mm. in recent times, Jaleesa. Darren Lehman was talking on SEN Sports Day last night. Let's have a listen. Smith's a superstar. If anyone can do it, he can do it. The transition from four to one. Um, and he obviously wants a new challenge. He's been, uh, you know, behind the scenes apparently quite keen to do it. I'd love him to stay at four. I mean, I love uh, Mana Smith, Head, Marsh, Carey, four, five, four, three to seven. Uh, adds Uzi in there and opening. I, I think it's perfect time to put a young kid in there. So, you know, being from Queensland, I'd like to see Renshaw. Um, mm-hmm. But if they go on sheer stats and performance and give state credit, the state credit the credit it deserves, then it probably has got to be Bancroft, doesn't it? He's played so yep. well in all formats for the last few years. So, And then Harris has been the spare man on tour. So it could be one of those three. I, I, I think Green just has to wait his turn. I, I'm not against that. I think it's just Mitch Marsh has taken his spot and, and grabbed it with both hands, and it's just the way it is. So... Maybe Green's got to hold off for a little bit. That that might be the hardest thing, but it might also be the making of him as a player. Yeah, uh, you know he, he he goes well. I'm not playing because I just didn't do the things I needed to do to cement my spot, and that, he'll take his next chance with both hands. So I'd prefer a traditional opener. If you're going to do it, you do it now because uh, West Indies is a soft series. Yeah, Pakistan was you know their attack was okay, but it wasn't great. If that makes sense. So you probably could have done it then as well. So it's just one of those things. They've got to use it now. Jaleesa, your first thoughts when you hear Darren Lehman's opinion there? Well, I know why I was dropped from this from the show last night because I was meant to be on Sats and Jace. Oh, wow. Yeah, so wow. it's just bitterness is what I feel. Here we are thinking <laughs> we were talking about selection for Australia. And I'm just sitting here Biggest stewing. story. <laughs> no, I was supposed to be on there last night. Good to know why I was dropped, guys. But anyway, no, I would have gone with Darren Lehman as well. Fair enough. Completely agree with him, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just giggling away. <laughs> I am. Well, you know what's funny is, uh, and Darren Lehman did it really well, is that in the past week we have had uh, numerous WA legends, Kim Hughes, mm. Mitchell Johnson, numerous others. Cameron Bancroft has to play. It's a slap in the face to state cricket if it doesn't happen. Then you get Matty Hayden saying Matt Renshaw has to play. Then Lehman started off by saying Matt Renshaw would be a good choice. Mm. And it's almost like state allegiances come through with those opinions. But then very well done by Darren Lehman. He actually cited, if you're talking pure numbers from domestic cricket and we want to reward that, speaking as a former Australian coach, Understanding the importance of acknowledging the domestic setup, I think that's that's where Darren Lehman really gets it, and and brought yeah. to the table some good opinion there. What's what's doing with the state allegiances? Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I get it, but also, and, and if you work for the, I mean, you obviously work for Cricket New South Wales. Part of your job yep. is to uh, better Cricket New South Wales. So I get that when you work for it. But I also feel like, you know, when people are like, oh, you know, the Australian team is made up of all New South Wales players. I could not care where the players in the Australian team come from as mm. a fan. Couldn't care. As long as we are winning test matches, I don't care. Yep. That's a fair point. And I actually Do don't think. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, uh, right. I have personal relationships with yeah. a lot of these players. Yeah. So it, that's where it's probably 
making sure that I am front of mind viewing cricket for what it is. Mm. And if I am asked for an opinion that I give my true and authentic opinion on the cricket alone, not the person. Yeah. That, that's where I have to draw the line. And I, I'm assuming that the majority of these people are doing exactly the same. And, and that's an assumption, but you would hope that it's not about state and where you're from and, and things like that. The other thing is all names being mentioned have legitimate cases as well. So oh, like they're sure. being picked out of thin air. For sure. Um, and I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm more saying like when people say there's New South Wales bias. Yeah. Like I just, I, oh, I, I cop that for years. Oh, yeah. you, you got, when you got your baggy blue was the baggy green yeah, in yeah, the backpack yeah. with it, kind of thing. things it's like weird. that. But yeah, I mean, if you look at the, so this is the batting average since, um, I wholeheartedly agree with pretty much everything Darren Lehman said. I think that Cam Green just needs to wait for a spot. Um, openers since the average among openers since January, 2021, right? So this is just openers. Cameron Bancroft, 50.72, uh, Matt Renshaw, 38.70, Marcus Harris, 37.68, and Daniel Hughes is 33.86. Mm. So Cameron Bancroft, if you're just going on openers and you're just looking at now, right now you need an opener for Australia, in Australia because that's the two test matches coming up. Yeah. I think maybe we get a little bit lost in looking long-term. That has to be back of mind. But I think right now we just need an opener in Australia. Yeah. It has to be Cam Bancroft. Yeah. It and when you put the case forward like that, and I'm sure that case has been made at the selection table, I'd be amazed if it hasn't. I wonder how much they're looking at the future. Uh, as Are a they part looking of this. at the future? Is it, is, do you think that Sandpaper Gate has an impact? Because I would hate to think it does. I don't think it does at I this point. I don't think it does either. You've paid your dues. Yeah. I, I think it's, we've moved past that. But I can't. So, I, first of all, I don't think it should. But I can't see why it would either when, you know, we've moved, got moved past with the other two players. Mm. I can't see why it would. But then if Cameron Bancroft isn't picked, I can't see why he's not. Yeah. But for that. Yeah. And it, it could well be game style as well, Jaleesa. One of the things that Davey Warner leaves a hole with in the Australian team is the game style he played. So an aggressive style opener that's striking at 70 and the way Australia play their test cricket. Yeah. In the absence of that, is Cameron Bancroft the man to fill the hole or is that too same-same with a, a few of the others in the top order for Australia? Question here on the text line, isn't Darren Lehman from South Australia? The answer is yes, but uh, a current coach of Queensland uh, in the setup and and certainly living up there. So that's where the chat about that comes from. And even Mitchell Johnson, when we referenced WA, played a lot for Queensland as well. It's not about that. It's more just where current allegiances lie uh, and, and front of mind opinion. And, uh, and probably an unconscious it. bias. Like I'm not thinking yeah. there's a oh, conscious bias. And let there. me be clear. I'm not saying there is with any of these no, people. No, no, no. <laughs> but that's the common thread. Yes. Is that player uh, X from state X is being spoken about by said person. So, yeah. And because uh, it's only natural, you go, you have more to do with that person. You're going to feel in, like they're, yeah. Indeed, yes. Uh, in other cricket news, last night in the BBL, the Perth Scorchers, too good at Sydney Showground Stadium. Three for 140, the Scorchers were in chasing down the Sydney Thunders, eight for 137. Strange pitch. Strange pitch. I don't know if you watch much of it, Jaleesa, but it was a game where Ashton Agar took two for six off four overs and Tanvir Sanger was spinning the ball like you're playing in the backyard and it was hitting tufts of grass. 
Mm. It was tennis ball bounce. Um, so disappointing surface, but in the end, despite conditions, both teams have got to play on it and the Scorchers yet again find a way to win. Yeah, I only saw like the very start of it because I was um, not, not very very mentally unwell after <laughs> after having no sleep. I was rattled a shell of my per, of a person, so I had to get some sleep. Um, and I was thinking about you as I got in to bed and thought, poor Copes, he's out there. <laughs> well, I was having a great time. It was a good match. And uh, unfortunately, bad news for the Sydney Thunder. The Sixers fans, when we talk to Jordan Silk a little later, we can reference uh, Friday night's match, the, the Sydney Smash, which will be a good Game, but also really important for the Sixers as well. There's some news on Usman Kawaja. So he's expected to wear his Darwin Olive Branch logo in a match for the first time tomorrow night with the test opener to play for the Brisbane Heat alongside Marnus Labuschagne uh, in the game at the Gabba. While the ICC banned him for wearing it during the test match, Cricket Australia's board has approved its use here in our Big Bash competition, given that they they are fully in charge of playing conditions and what is sanctioned, what is not within our own competition. So uh, your opinion, firstly, just on on the fact that Usman is then allowed to do it here and I guess voice his opinion that he's been trying to voice for some time. Mm. Uh, two things. For, well, firstly, I, I worry about when it opens up a bit of a can of worms as to people saying, but I was just voicing my opinion. However, in this case, I don't, I can't, argue with just peace. You know what I mean? Like, like the sentiment that he's putting out there, Mm. bigger things in my life to worry about than Usman asking for peace. Do you know what I mean? Like the sentiment that he's asking for, I don't know really how anyone can really be against what he is saying. Yeah. And look, the rationale for particularly Usman, when talking about in practical terms, there's a lot of people around the world that have played international cricket in the last five years that have had a Christ symbol on their bat, for example, to support their religion they believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, it, would you call that a political statement or is it just a personal belief? It, there's a very gray area there on how you define these things. I think the if he was going with the initial um, state, the initial thing that he was going to do with the colours, I think maybe that's where it gets into a gray area of becoming a bit too political. Yeah, but then I but I think the way that he has. Uh, sort of paired that messaging back and I agree with the sentiment that he's putting out there at the moment, then I don't, I don't think it's a problem. Yeah. All lives are equal. Uh, makes a lot of sense just in how he views the world, but uh, good news that he's able to do that within the BBL. Uh, plenty more to get through. We'll get into all the top stories after this. Summer Brekkie is powered by Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Just, Talking about a few of the headlines around the sporting world, starting with the NRL, Jaleesa, mm. Kevy Walters. He's revealed that Selwyn Cobbo is going to make a shock positional switch from the wing to the centres to replace the departed Herbie Farnworth. He scored 37 tries in 49 games over three seasons playing on the wing. Here's Kevy speaking yesterday. That's the plan, to, to move you in that, into that role. Um, you're sort of probably a bit more natural there in the centres than, than on the wing. And... Um, so far, he's been really good there. I guess we'll find out more when we start playing and starts having to make tackles and do all those things that uh, 
the great centers do. How's he, how's he looking, Kevin? Like, he's still a young lad. Like, how's, yeah. his, how's his fitness? And no, he's, well, he's, again, he's still only young, Selwyn, so um, still maturing in that space with his um, fitness levels and his strength. They'll get better at, at, as the year goes on, but his footy IQ is very good, very intelligent player, which is uh, you need to be playing those centre roles, particularly defensively, I, I feel that's where he's going to be a good asset for us with the way he reads the, the, the attack. It's interesting. Yeah, very interesting. What are your thoughts? You cover a lot of footy. It feels like it's out of necessity uh, because obviously they've lost um, Herbie Farnworth to the Dolphins. Um, Thomas Blegler's also gone to the Dolphins, but I just feel like... Uh, this is more of a move out of necessity rather than it doesn't feel like his best position. It feels like the wing is, I mean, he's so quick. Yeah. Oh, his impact on return, returning kicks, yes. his impact off their own line, yeah. much harder to do when you're playing at center. Yeah, it is. But uh, I mean, his raw talent and try scoring ability and just what he can offer in, in attack in particular is you know, up there with anyone in the game, which yeah, is exciting. Uh, I mean, and who are we to question uh, Kevy? He obviously knows what he's doing, but I did find it a very bizarre, surprising move. Mm, all you Queenslanders out there listening to us before Patton Heels this morning, tell us, what do you think? Is it a good move? Getting Selwyn Cobbo into the centres after Herbie Farnworth departs. On to tennis. Heavy rain in Melbourne forced all play to be cancelled on the opening day of the Australian Open qualifiers. Brett Phillips was telling us that was potentially the case. We'll mm. get him on in a little while to talk more tennis. Uh, not one match was played after the main indoor courts were kept off limits to host practice by top players, including Alex Dimonor and Naomi Osaka. So the qualifiers get bumped mm. for practice for the big dogs. Yeah, interesting, isn't it? And there were like, people were able to go and, and see practice and um Dimnos spoke yesterday um he is such an interesting tennis character because I feel like he's not your typical tennis kid mm. probably kid's the wrong word he's not a kid anymore but you know what I mean like <laughs> you know tennis players they often uh have a huge level of confidence about them and it's open and it's just because the way they've been brought up in the sport, they need to really have a lot of belief. It's an individual sport. Um, it's interesting listen to Demon or speak because he's just very quietly, quietly confident, quietly spoken, very humble. There's very little bravado about him or anything like that. And he said that he hears the critics and he knows that people don't think that he is the kind of player that can win a slam. And he said that's really helpful because it points out the things in his game that he has to work on. Interesting. Yeah, which I just thought was such a, you know, normally tennis players, they fire back at critics and they'll, you know, but he was just like, no, this is really helpful to me because then I know um, where my game is lacking from the point of view of those critics. Interesting. Mm. And, uh, well, another superstar in the world of tennis, you were talking to Zverev yesterday mm. yeah. in Sydney. How how was he? You know, when you go down and you go to interview some of these stars that we see on TV, mm. what was he like? Uh, yeah, he's, uh, well, see, he won the United Cup um, yeah. and probably wasn't, <laughs> he probably wasn't loving the whole experience, to be honest, because it was down at Macquarie's, uh, Mrs. Macquarie's chair and it was absolutely pouring rain. <laughs> Uh, he gave a little bit, uh, you know, Nadal, he, um, you know, he said, you know, it's disappointing not to see him there, but hopefully he's not out, 
uh, long term. Angelique Kerber is his teammate uh, in the United Cup. She's fascinating because she's coming back from, I think, 18 months off after becoming a mum. Yeah. Um, so the women's side of things is really interesting this year because we've got all these uh, players that are coming back and like Naomi Osaka, they've come back quite really strong. So, um, and with like, I feel like maybe Naomi Osaka um, is a good example of this. Listening to her the other day speak about what her body physically did to have a baby yeah. and how strong she knows she actually physically is now actually helps with being an athlete. Yeah. So the women's side of things, very interesting. So I probably found Angelique maybe a bit more interesting than Sparrow. <laughs> there you go. Uh, uh, you know what? I'm not surprised by that. Uh, I'm not surprised <laughs> by that one bit. Time <coughs> for the news. Yeah, thanks, Nathan. We're here for Bing Lee, Better Living Every Day. And we're powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. If you're only just waking up, here are the headlines that we've been talking about in the cricketing world Plenty of chat about who should replace Davey Warner at the top of the order. Early in the show, we discussed it and heard from former Aussie coach Darren Lehman, who believes Steve Smith should stay where he is at number four and a specialist opener brought in. He mentioned Cameron Bancroft and the portfolio he's put forward in state cricket and Matty Renshaw. The Scorchers too good against the Thunder last night at the Showground Stadium. Questions also raised about the pitch but the Thunder campaign ends. The Scorchers march on towards the finals, as they so often do. Uh, Kevy Walters has confirmed that Selwyn Cobbo will switch to the centres to replace the departed Herbie Farnworth. And Australian Open qualifiers are expected to get underway later this morning after the games were washed out yesterday. But biggest news in the morning, off the top, Jaleesa revealing after <laughs> we left the show yesterday... Uh, she we weaseled away out of a parking fine. Uh, so worth catching up on that via the podcast if you missed it. And we want to know if you've ever managed to do the same or, or had something similar. Everyone's got a story like that. Pick up the phone and have your say on the Suncorp open line, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 01 1170 This sports update was all thanks to Height for Hire. Safely talking, talk, I can't even read this morning, taking you to new heights. Looking for height? Hire it right. Visit heightforhire.com. You we got there. Nap. No, I don't want a nap. No, you I just can't okay, read. All right. I don't think. All it's... right. Whoa, 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 oh, wow. whoa. Okay, that, that came was across like as asking aggressive. a toddler. Should they have a sleep? No, I don't. I'm fine, actually. Okay. It certainly was not intended to be all aggressive. Right. Sorry. No, mate. You do you. You're doing it. You're doing great, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say was, my lack of reading ability is not related to tiredness. It's just there at all times. Okay. Sure, sure. I mean, you have. So, um, Copes has had a really big, he got up really early yesterday. He's worked all day yesterday for Cricket New South Wales. Then he's gone out and done the BBL. He's got, I don't know, must have debts to pay somewhere. <laughs> I know. It's, it's my own doing. It's and my then own he's doing. come in this morning on about two hours sleep, so... That's, yeah, hey, there's no complaints here. You're, no, no, you are not a complainer, but I just admire your um, your tenacity. Um, there's some <laughs> text here. Mark says, Cam Green is a great player, but I don't understand the big rush to get him to the side. He's the youngest of them. I definitely agree with you, Mark. I don't understand this. I, I'm not saying he's not a great player, but I don't think he, um, I don't think we need to just throw him in the opener spot just for the sake of it. And I actually think it could be detrimental. Um, on people saying sandpaper gate still has an impact, including me. 
but we forgot Bancroft has Bancroft has played in the team since then. That is a great point. What was it, 2019 mm. Ashes? I yeah. Think? Yeah. Stuart Broad had his measure. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic um, point. Morning all. Didn't Bancroft in an interview throw the bowlers under the bus by alluding to more than just the batters knowing about sandpaper? Jason said that. Yeah, there was some interview a little while ago. But then I saw this um, article by um, Andrew McGlashan on Crick Info where he was actually asked about this like just a couple of days ago. And he said, I still run into those players plenty of times over the last couple of years. I've certainly felt nothing but business as usual with how you interact with people. What's happened in the past has been and gone now. I know those guys feel the same. So certainly, um, mm. yeah. Interesting. He's... Some good texts flying in this morning. Uh, 0457 736 736, the Edgewater Homes text line. Get in touch with us. What do you think? Who should replace Davey Warner at the top of the order? We might get word on that today. We believe that the Australian test team for the two tests against the West Indies will be named today. Hopefully it is. Some massive news this morning, Jaleesa, and this has really got my mind ticking on maybe more nostalgia than anything else, but a humongous story in the world of sport. Nike and Tiger Woods have brought their partnership to an end after 27 years. Like this feels like a bad, you know, a bad breakup of the marriage you've been following your entire life. <laughs> it, well, it is... I wasn't even born. No, I'm joking. I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. Nice try. Wood started his deal with Nike when he was 20, and the relationship is reported to be worth around $500 million over its lifetime. It comes as Nike looks to cut $2 billion in the coming years and scale down its investment in sport. It stopped making golf equipment in 2016. So uh, what comes to mind firstly, before we delve into it, mm. Tell us what you think on the most famous names that you associate with brands. Or when you think of a brand, what do you associate with that brand? Uh, because for me, it was when I grow up uh, watching cricket, it was Ricky Ponting and Kookaburra. It yeah, was right. uh, the Miller Champion Hall, Michael Bevan, when he's raising his bat at the SCG after the miracle run chase for the mm. 50th time. Mm. It was those sort of brand associations that that I have as a kid, but it doesn't get any bigger than Tiger Woods. Uh, tell us what you think, 0457 736 736 or on the Suncorp open line, 1300 01 1170. Tell me what you think about this. Well, there's two, there's two ones that come to my mind, um, Lacoste and um, Djokovic. I always okay. think whenever I see Lacoste, because I, lo I love the look of their shoes, but yep. do nothing for my feet. Um, so I always think about that. The big one for me though, is the sharks and sombreros. <laughs> Every time I go down to the sharks, they have sombreros. That's very interesting. <laughs> Not one I would have had front of mine. Really? Okay. I mean, I'm talking the world of sport, Ta yeah, Tiger no, Woods the, and Nike. It's the sharks and, go... and sombreros for me. Um, <laughs> every time I go down there, I can't really listen to what Nico Hines is saying because all I'm thinking about is the sombreros logo behind him. And um, I just go and get myself a little sneaky burrito. Wow. Isn't that some really good uh, In brand... Hashtag influence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, if sombreros uh, oh, influences. Sombreros. Are... Yeah. There's an opportunity there for you, I'm sure. Jeez, I'm hungry. <laughs> like just, already I've just realized already uh I mean this is one of those things that in the world of sport you, you're talking LeBron James and uh, it is such a lucrative marketplace on as soon as anyone comes into the world of sport they are snapped up and largely mm. 
before they're even in the world of sport, professionally, they are snapped up by companies, certainly in the cricket landscape. Yeah, how does that work? Do you get told, like you played um, for Australia, do you get told uh, you, this is your sponsor or do no. they come to your manager or what happens? Yeah, that's the way it goes. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm assuming very much in the same way as Nike would have gone to Tiger Woods. They see something with someone that they think, okay, I'm going to give you some potentially at the start free gear at this point, mm. you know, and contra sort of setup. Yeah. But in the future, it's going to be worthwhile to our business to giving you that stuff at the start. So mm. it's, um, yeah, I mean, there's some famous ones out there and uh, Adidas and, and the football environment, we, you know, the tennis, I remember Yonex and Leighton Hewitt, yeah. uh, you know, that sort of stuff. Um, You'd have to get it in cricket because I know in NRL they have to get it then approved through the club. Like, yes, you can have this sponsor. Is yeah. that the same in cricket? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it, You need to be approved. And if there's conflicting sponsors with your team and things like that, but generally it's it's pretty free reign. We've got the All Blacks and Adidas from Daniel. That's a good one. Not just a player, but also teams. Uh, we've got plenty to talk through this morning. We've got... So much more. We've got the stories everywhere coming in about the cricket. Uh, opinions everywhere, left, right and centre on who should open the batting for Australia. But there's so much more, particularly in American sport, uh, to get through. We'll get there shortly. Uh, summer breakfast. We are here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Bryden's Lawyers. SEN, this is the beauty of SEN Radio is in the break. A lot of us are here doing hard work and, and researching topics, brand collaborations with athletes. So I look over at Jaleesa and say, have you got anything to bring to the table? She said, no, I'm on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't even know we were all working. Yeah. Well, the good news is that our loyal scrolling. listeners out there have uh, come to the party. I mean, I've got, I was doing a bit of research in the break and the f- five most successful athlete brand collaborations that in one of these articles uh, Michael Jordan and Nike, Tiger Woods and Nike, really obvious and, and still ongoing to this day success. Nike and Serena Williams and LeBron James oh, yeah. at front of mind. Neymar and Puma, and there's a, quite a few footballers, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo, Lionel Messi. Coley uh, is Puma. Yes, exactly right. And then we've had plenty of texts come in as well. So the Big G says, morning TJ on brand association, Shell and Dick Johnson. This partnership has been going on since 1967. We've seen that up at the Mount at Bathurst plenty of times. There's one here that's come in from Matt as well. Uh, guys, Nike have dumped Jason Day. Did you see his trousers in the last PGA tournament? Very funky. I didn't actually see that. No, this is, I will research this. <laughs> there you go. I'll get off TikTok in the break and have a look. Yeah. I, <laughs> this one's good from Jeremy. Morning. I hope Tiger will be okay. Perhaps we can start a GoFundMe page for his next sponsor. That will make him more millions. Yeah, I think he'll be okay. Yeah, Look. but good idea. Yeah, I, I think he'll be okay. His statement, when he was talking about it, he, he's clearly thought about thanking people. And he's like, you know what? It, there's just way too many to thank. <laughs> Over 27 years, this is what he said. Over 27 years ago, I was fortunate to start a partnership with one of the most iconic brands in the world, The days have been filled with so many amazing moments and memories. If I started naming them, I could go on forever. Phil Knight's passion and vision brought this Nike and Nike Golf partnership together. And I want to personally thank him along with Nike employees and the incredible athletes I've had the pleasure of working with along the way. People ask if there is another chapter. Yes, there will certainly be another chapter. See you in LA, Tiger. So it's uh, not the end for Tiger, but... 
it's a strange breakup at this time. Uh, vividly, you know, in terms of sporting history, this is the other part you could talk about. Yeah. I mean, that the ball and that Nike logo mm. dribbling into the cup at Augusta mm. is yeah. arguably the most iconic moment in all of world sport. Is it Nike or Nike? I've always called it Nike. Yeah, I've um, always called it Nike. Too. I probably still say Nike. I don't know. I might have even just said it Nike. Yeah, you I, did. I don't know. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you did before. And I was like, it, it, you've alternated. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, I'm also looking at Jason Day's mm. pants. What is going on there? <laughs> you, he, whoever texts that in, you're not wrong. Like it's, they're spotty. There's a lot of fabric. Mm. <laughs> they're dark colored and then they've got these spots on it. Um, And it says here, his new Melbourne, M-A-L-B-O-N pants. Uh, apparently he's joined the fashion Ford Melbourne brand. I tell you, they are very Ford. <laughs> They're a bit too Ford for me. They're a lot of fabric. They look like clown pants. Mm. Anyway, I'm now looking, Googling Melbourne golf. See, this is what happens though. Yes. Now I might find something that I like. There you go. Mm, sponsor me, Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if there's ever, uh, you know, if you're in marketing and you're thinking, Am I making a difference out there with our brand placement? The answer from Jaleesa emphatically this morning is yes. Yeah. I mean, right now I'm on the, your location is set to Australia. Oh, now it's all getting complicated. I can't buy. <laughs> I, can't, I don't know what's going on up there. Uh, let's talk some other sport, Jaleesa. Uh, in the NFL, uh, I'm not sure if you're aware <laughs> of this, but NFL's Black Monday. I wasn't aware until you guys explained this to me this yeah, morning. So the really end of the NFL. regular season, commonly referred to the day after as Black Monday, the Atlanta Falcons fired their head coach, Arthur Smith, after a disappointing 7-10 and 10 season. Uh, Black Monday is, is the time where end of regular season, all teams eliminated from playoff contention can start making decisions for next year. They're prepping for the draft. Smith was fired at 12.01 a.m., one minute into Black Monday, one minute into the next calendar year. This is ruthless business, <laughs> but from an NFL fan's point of view, I watched Arthur Smith after the game yesterday lose his mind on camera at an opposition coach after having that record, and it just needed to happen. But that's pretty brutal, isn't it? 7-10 doesn't seem that bad. Oh, it was. I mean, there's no question the talent is there within that organisation. Right, okay. In terms of Kyle Pitts, uh, Drake London, Bijan Robinson, talented players everywhere and just couldn't get the job done. So, so. that is ruthless, though, that they do that so quickly. Yeah. So, do I you mean, reckon he gets a call at, in the middle of the night? Surely he's getting a call. Or at, a text. Yeah. Oh, maybe it is a text. I don't. I see. I'm on Do Not Disturb, so I wouldn't know I'm fine until the morning. I'm having the most peaceful sleep of my life. Thinking you're good. Thinking I'm sweet. Yeah. No one's called me. Yeah. Well, it was interesting yesterday watching a few of the NFL games. There was uh, a lot of backups being played. Oh, going again with the music. I love it. The NFL desk. Uh, but there was plenty of backups being played from teams that were already solidified in the playoffs. But we now get a picture on what things are going to look like. So it's it was interesting to watch yesterday's games. The wild card round next weekend, the start of the playoffs. There's some intriguing matchups there. The Browns take on the Texans. The Dolphins take on the Chiefs. That's going to be an unbelievable game. Uh, Tua Tungavailoa up against Pat Mahomes. The Steelers and the Bills. The Packers and the Cowboys. The Rams and the Lions. And then finally, the Eagles and the Bucks. And whoever wins that game goes through to play the 49ers, who are 
who are my team, and I'm a bit worried about the Eagles, if I'm being honest. Right. Uh, but that's the NFL news from around the world, and I'm sure Black Monday uh, is is not over. Uh, is going to be plenty more firings and hirings when coming you in the near future. Say they can make calls about their next their year going forward. Is that like without? They obviously have to pay those contracts out and everything, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a story came out yesterday about Arthur Smith, how much money he's going to make sitting on the couch by not coaching the Falcons uh, oh, moving forward. I don't want to know. Early termination. And those Isn't sort of that things. that your dream? Yeah. To get fired and still be paid. Yeah, but like be in a <laughs> high level job and do it badly really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. That's something we can just, spy to. just let's just simmer on that for a yeah. moment. Uh, for those of you north of the border, a reminder that Maccas are proud sponsors of Little Legends, supporting grassroots sport across Queensland. It's summer brekkie here on SEN. We're about to farewell those of you listening on SENQ 693am in Brisbane. Pat and Heels are briefly back from their holidays for the Magic Millions Barrier Draw. For those of you here in Sydney on SEN, Uh, 11.70am. Stay with us. There's so much more. I mean, we've got parking ticket avoidance to talk through, but there's plenty big stories to come. In the world of sport, we've just been talking Nike and Tiger Woods and the split there. Uh, We've had plenty of texts come in, so we'll get to those shortly. But Jaleesa, it's a famous day in the world. I don't know where we get this info from, but What happened on this day? Well, in 1811, the first women's golf tournament was held. That's pretty cool. Chris Sandow was born on this day in 1989. Happy 35th birthday to him. Kate Middleton was born. Um, She is celebrating her 42nd birthday. Richard Nixon would be um, 111. That's wild. And one that I found myself because the other one bored me. Um, (laughs) Sorry, Ben, but... Thanks for the rest of them, though. Um, <laughs> in 2007, Steve Jobs announced the iPhone. Uh, yesterday, you called it Jaleesa's show. And <laughs> I now didn't call you, it that. Well, you, you ran with it, it and then I, I carried I it forward. It. And now you're off TikTok and doing your own research. It is officially Jaleesa's show. <laughs> and slamming Ben, who put all the like, hard work into it, uh, exactly. making us what we are. Uh, thanks for joining us here on Summer Breakfast. Four minutes after seven on Tuesday, the 9th of January. Summer Brecky here on SEN. It's Trent Copeland with Jaleesa Apps filling in for Vossie and Brandy, many others. At this show, we are talking sport all morning and we are here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness? Contact Bryden's Lawyers. Uh, this is one of those days where you're sitting and we're talking Tiger Woods and Nike split. We're talking who is going to replace David Warner at the top of the order for Australia. Conversations that we haven't had to have for quite some time in Tiger Woods' case, 27 years, but it feels like there hasn't been a genuine selection decision for Australia to make for quite some time. Uh, We heard Darren Lehman talking on SEN Sports Day last night, talking about David Warner. Oh, he's one of the greats. Uh, I mean, in Australia, his record in Australia is unbelievable. I mean, a second none. The probably only question mark with him is his record in England and in India, isn't it? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he, I think he averages 21 in India and 25 in England or something like that. But in Australia, he was unbelievable. So he's one of our greats in all formats. He, in the one-day format, he did score runs all around the world and T20s and won World Cups and won Ashes. So he's going to go down as one of the greats. There's no doubt about that. Uh, he, he would have loved to make 100. I think he had four goes at England, didn't he? Four, mm-hmm. four Ashes series. And didn't Something make 100, like that, yeah. that probably, yeah, it's a bit like a Dougie Walters, isn't it? I think Dougie <laughs> Walters did that as well. So he'll go down as one of the greats. It's probably only England that he missed out on. 
um, and, and India. But you know, he's you're going to miss his aggressive, entertaining style, the, the way he puts the bowlers on the back foot. And that's what we'll probably miss at certain stages because most of our batters, apart from, say, Head and Marsh, who just keep going, most of them are more conventional at the start of their innings. So we'll miss that explosiveness, I think. Yeah, that's Darren Lehman talking, former Australian coach, talking about David Warner and the legacy that he leaves behind. He mentioned uh, a little earlier in that interview on SEN Sports Day that Steve Smith should stay at number four in his opinion. Uh, there's been many, many people this week talking about who should replace Davey. Kim Hughes, Mitchell Johnson talking about Cameron Bancroft, Matty Hayden, and even Darren Lehman talking about Matty Renshaw. And we think that today might be the day that we find out exactly who it's going to be. In other news in cricket, uh, we will talk to Jordan Silk a little after 8 o'clock this morning. But last night, the Thunder, their chances of finals took a real hit uh, up against the Scorchers. The Scorchers, too good, as they are often in the BBL. They made light work of the run chase, three wickets down, on the back of Englishman Zach Crawley to get the job done there. Uh, news about Usman Kawaja. He is able to wear his Dove logo in the Big Bash, given the playing conditions are different to ICC regulations in the World Test Championship. And just quickly, in the basketball, the Lakers have snapped their four-game uh, NBA losing streak with a 106-103 victory over the Crosstown rivals, the LA Clippers. LeBron James still getting it done, 25 points, including including there was a poster, a dunk over Paul George yesterday, which if you haven't seen it, get on socials and check it out. But uh, a lot going on in the world of sport, and we just spoke about a big breakup in the world of sport, Tiger and Nike, and we've had a another text come in here on the Edgewater Homes text line, 0457 736 736, another big breakup that would shock the world. From Rob, the, the Tiger-Nike split would only be less shocking than Jaleesa and KFC going their separate ways. <laughs> a couple of people picked up on this that I said my sporting, when you asked me about my sporting, um, you know, marriages, I said the Sharks and Zombreros every time I'm down at the Sharks and I'm trying to concentrate on Nico Hines or something. I just could see the Zombreros logo behind him and I'm just desperately want a burrito. doesn't mean I've given away KFC. It's plenty mm. for everyone. There's plenty of there's plenty of meals in my day that everyone is getting satisfied. Now, Nike, I actually just looked up the share price. It's gone up today. That's interesting. Yeah, I thought it was interesting too because I thought, I wonder if this has been – because to me, if you're uh, getting rid of Tiger Woods, is that an indication that you're struggling, first of all, as a share – if you're a shareholder, you're like, oh, does this mean things mm. are drama behind the scenes and what does it mean – moving forward, but no, it's up today. Let's nice little graph. Tradition. There you go. Yeah, just that graph does point up. Yeah. That's, that's good research. I gave, again you, a, from I you. gave you a visual on radio. You did. <laughs> yes. No one else can see it, but I agree. Yeah, that but was, it was pointing upwards. It was for you. No, I'm with you. The, the research levels from you in the last oh, half an yeah. hour. Haven't I just panicked after you asked me what I was doing <laughs> and I set up on TikTok. Sorry, now, I outed you for that. Yeah, I'm like researching finance. I don't know who I am. Yeah. Well, thankfully, we've got a man on the line who can tell us all about tennis, who does know who he is. He does know what he's talking about. It's SEN tennis expert, Brett Phillips. How are you this morning, mate? Trent, Julissa, good morning, team. Uh, as I look out the window, uh, this is what Melbourne's all about. This is the true Melbourne today, guys. It looked like Armageddon yesterday, but let me tell you, today, <laughs> blue skies, crystal clear. We'll get qualifying underway 
uh, at Melbourne Park and it does uh, now start to feel like the Australian Open when the sun's out. Yeah, there's plenty of good tennis to be had at the moment. And Tanasi Kokonakis, not the way he mm. would have wanted to start last night at the Adelaide International. No, look, Trendy's had a couple of losses to start the year. First round loss in Brisbane uh, last week. You know, he's currently sitting at 68 in the world. Uh, look, he, you know, he obviously loves getting back to his native uh, Adelaide. He won the tournament two years ago. Full house, great crowd on uh, day one to watch him play. And he started the match against Dusan Lovic of Serbia, who's ranked just outside the top 50. I mean, he's been as high as uh, 23 in the world. He's been around a long time. Uh, they hadn't actually met for about eight years, this pair. And, uh, yeah, got the better of um, Laovic. Had that crowd, you know, right there with him and uh, just couldn't sort of continue the momentum on. And, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a fascinating year for Thanasi. I mean, obviously he gets spoken about quite a bit. You know, when you uh, the names are always brought up, Kyrgios and Kokonakis and what they did, you know, in doubles. But, you know, we know Thanasi is a very capable singles player, but he's never been able to crack the top 50. You know, he's 27. He's not you know, totally in love with the grind of the sport. And uh, it'll be fascinating to see how his year sort of uh, pans out. I mean, you've got to dig in in this sport. And, you know, matches are tough to win. Uh, tournaments are tough to win. Uh, so, yeah, he would love to have started a bit better. But, look, he'll, you know, obviously head to the Australian Open and hope for a, a fairly kind uh, draw just to, you know, uh, win a round or two at least. But, look, yeah, his talent is certainly there. But, um yeah, I just, I just think personally he probably should be a, a lot higher than what he is. Darius Saville uh, also won at the Hobart International last night. Is she our best women's prospect? Like, who are we sort of looking at on the women's side of things for Australia? Well, Jennifer, when you think about it, I mean, Dash has achieved, of all our women, she's achieved the highest ranking. I mean, she got to 20 in the world uh, and great competitor, um, you know, that, that you know, Russian blood flowing through. And she's made Australia home, obviously, for a long time now, married to Luke Saville and, uh, you know, a fellow pro. Uh, and she's as dinky die as you get, uh, Dasha. She's a lovely soul. Just follow her on Instagram and Tofu, her dog, and she'll just give you a spirit lifter uh, every uh, every single day. Uh, but, look, you know, she um, has had you know, a couple of tough injuries, the Achilles and the knee, which has stop-started mm. the best part of the last four years. So... If she can have one full year on tour, her ranking spike will be there. Um, you know, she she's a great player, uh, Dasher, and you don't get to 20 in the world if you haven't got some great assets. So, yeah, I think she's probably got the most upside if she can stay, you know, fit and healthy this year. But, yeah, nice win. Good coup for Hobart. Um, they don't always get the absolute uh, cream of um, uh, the field, but, yeah, to get her as a late wild card. Uh, and Olivia Gadecki, who's a really good rising prospect, the Gold Coaster, uh, is good for the tournament. Brett, we had some really bad news for the Australian Open yesterday that Rafael Nadal won't be playing this year. Tennis Australia CEO Craig Tiley believes that we will see Rafa at the Australian Open next year, saying that he will be provided every opportunity to come back and play. This is what Craig had to say. You are confident we'll see him at Melbourne Park one last time? I would love to see Rafa, as would our fans love to see Rafa, not just one last time, as many times as we could have him, whether he's playing tennis or not. Rafa's the kind of player, he's not going to enter an event or go into an event unless he knows he's 100% fit to win it. And the pitch to me, to him, unfinished business in Melbourne, we, your fans want to see you, we're expecting to see you, but it's entirely up to him. We'll support whatever decision he makes. Thoughts, Brett? Well, look, you know, there's a hell of a lot to play out. Um, you know, obviously, Nadal does have uh, an affinity and he does have a close connection with Tennis Australia. The Rafael Nadal uh, Academy is closely linked 
um, to our sort of junior development here. A lot of players go over to Rafa's Academy there in Mallorca and do training blocks. Um, you know, obviously he's you know played so many Australian Opens, won a couple, but he also has um, you know a, a partnership, if you like, with Tennis Australia. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he'd love to, you know, go to all the majors and finish on court. It'd be hugely disappointing for him. Um, so we'll have to just wait and see. There's so much to play out. I mean, it's hard to forecast that far ahead. Uh, but, you know, as I said, you know, last couple of days, he's never put a definitive full stop as to when his last tournament's going to be. He's hinted, he's indicated that the end is near. He knows it's near, um, but we'll just have to see how the year pans out. At least we've got to get him to the French Open first for one last time at least, and then anything's a bonus beyond that, I think. Yeah, Alex Demon, it was interesting in that press conference, was asked about uh, Nadal straight after, like, Tylee, and obviously he hadn't heard Tylee's press conference, but he was certainly like, oh, I don't know if he'll be able to come back. Like, it was very, very contrasting <laughs> answers. But just on um, Alex Demonor, he seemed very quietly confident in his press conference yesterday. Do you think there is this sort of belief building in him that he mm. actually could go um, further and this is probably his best opportunity so far? No doubt, yeah. I mean, self-belief's everything, isn't it? I mean, Trent, you've you know, obviously played cricket at the highest level. I mean, if you've got that self-belief as a sports person um, and, you know, you, you think you can actually beat anyone out there, I mean, that's huge. I mean, and he's now sort of validated um, his growth in the sport the last, you know, 15 months with the amount of top 10, top 20 scalps that he's taken. So until he did that, um, you know, there was probably some little seeds of doubt within Alex. He knew he could compete, but he just couldn't get past these guys. Then you start breaking through and beating them, and you reassess. So, yeah, and he's going to get better because he's not even in his prime yet, um, you know, mid-20s. So I think there's huge upside to what Demon Orr can do. I don't know where that will land him. Uh, you know, <laughs> they're tough to win majors. You know, Grand Slam matches are really, really tough to win, best of five. But, you know, the thing that can be guaranteed with Alex is he can he just competes ball after ball after ball. He'll never die wondering. He doesn't look at the scoreboard. If he's down, it, it's irrelevant. He never waves a white flag, and that's what we love about him. Yeah, it's certainly great to see. And when someone like Pat Rafter comes out and it says he believes the hype, all the other players that play with Alex within the Australian environment – uh, when it comes to national events and things like that, everyone talks about the fight. And you've referenced Leighton Hewitt and the comparisons between the two. Uh, I can't help but think that Australia are going to see the best of him this summer. And, uh, I mean, he's hoping, right? Yeah, no doubt. We we always want at our home slam. I, you know, I think back to two years ago, Trent. I mean, I, th- I still think that's my most... Um, cherished memory as a, a broadcaster, you know, to call Ash Barty winning at home, you know, yeah. it, we'd had such a, a long drought and, and on the men's side, what we've got to go back to, uh, you know, Mark Edmondson in the 1970s, it has been a long time. I mean, to, yeah. that, that palpable roar when Murray won at Wimbledon, you know, when an American wins in New York, uh, you know, it's been a long time for the French, Yannick Noe still smoking the pipe there in Paris, he won in 83. Um, the French can't seem to get someone over the line. Yeah, to have a home slam winner is just uh, massive. So we can uh, we can only hope he has a great run and the draw will come out and we'll assess the path um, 
yeah, and see what his trajectory looks like once that comes out on Thursday. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we need the Australian Open qualifiers that you've said. There's good mm. weather in Melbourne to happen today before that can happen. So let's hope that goes well. Brett, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Pleasure, team. Thank you. Good on you, Brett. Thank you. Good on you, Brett. Breakfast is powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Ah, uh, yes, it's Summer Brecky here on SEN. We're here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness? Contact Bryden's Lawyers. We've got so many texts flying in on the Edgewater Homes text line, 0457 736 736. And a reminder, that Suncorp open line, 1300 01 1170. Come on, tell us what you really think about us. Go on, give it to us. We've got, we've got some interesting texts coming no, in. No, don't. Here. I'm vulnerable. <laughs> Well, so am I, I clearly. I haven't had a lot of sleep. <laughs> I can't read and I jumped down your throat before. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, just, just what I dare suggest that you have a little nap. <laughs> I don't need a nap. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so go on, hit us with a few texts. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have a text here um, saying, Good morning, team. Question for Jaleesa. How are you going in the ultimate tipping competition that my brother in law set up? I noticed your name on the tippers list. Up the mighty Raiders. If you saw me on the tipping list, I'd just like to say, no, you didn't. No, I'm going very badly. So this is a tipping <laughs> competition that I don't, uh, so it's a, basically a long story. My friend who's a teacher, she's got another friend who's a teacher. He's in this tipping comp. He <laughs> said to her, I think Jaleesa would like this tipping comp. Anyway, so it's an ultimate tipping comp. You lock the tips in at the start of the year. Okay. So it's like golf, it's everything. Oh, wow. So like golf, surfing, cricket. Everything. You know what really stuffed me is I thought the women's thunder, I really believed in them in the WBBL this year mm. and I put them to win and I use them as my double. Like, oh, so you, no. so you get double points for someone. Anyway, I'm way down the list. You can't hide when your name's Jaleesa, but text in and tell me what your name is so I can look you up. <laughs> <laughs> There's one here before we get to Nick Ashman. Uh, can the test cricketer apologist Trent Copeland give his opinion on the petulance shown when either Steve Smith or Marnus are dismissed? Tapman64, thanks for your text every day getting into my opinion. So I, I thought we'd give you the airtime this morning. Look, to be honest, I don't disagree. Every time I played against Marnus and he got out, it was like he was a kid in the backyard and it was like, a one more, please, come on, give us one more go. But uh, look, I, I don't dis- disagree. It's uh, I wouldn't call it petulance, but I, I think it's just... It's a bit Two harsh guys. on Steve Smith, though. Oh, they're both the same, though. Are they're they? both wacky and they just are, when they are out, it's like their fun that they get to have every day is over. They have to go and sit in the change room, do crosswords it or talk to that, others. It doesn't carry on, though. No, it's not carry on in a sense. It's more just like... like Manus is a little bit, you can see how upset he is. Where Steve, I feel like... And Manus the slowest walk-off in world Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He's just, he circles. <laughs> exactly right. Time for Nick. Make it look easy with Sportsbet. Chances are you're about to lose. Nick Ashman from Sportsbet. We've been talking about lots in the sporting world this morning, but I I think I've got to say good morning, but you, there's a bone to pick yeah, here, Nick, Jaleesa. Nick, we need it. Yeah. We need a chat. I think I know where this You know exactly <laughs> where this is going, don't you? It's going a lot further than that horse I tipped you yesterday, isn't it? <laughs> How did Ready Boss end up, Nick? Well, he, he ran a gallant seventh, uh, beaten 6.7 lengths, and uh, he's a real black booker for next time, Jaleesa. Do you know what? More fool me, though, because when I looked up Ready Boss, this is the recent form, 7 of 8, 7 of 10, 8 of 8, 6 of 6, 5 yep. of 6. 
what was I thinking? <laughs> but anyway, I'll, yeah. I'll, you, I'll let you make it up with another one. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get you one uh, definitely by the time we finish up here today. So, uh, <laughs> look, you win, you, you, as, as the slogan says, you win some, you lose more. Yeah. So you've got to yes. always gamble responsibly. This is but, a good um, lesson. Uh, yesterday wasn't our day, but uh, hey, we might find something there tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, start us off with the US politics. What is the market saying about well, Donald Trump? This is interesting. I'm bored by Julius yesterday uh, asking about the the funky Super Bowl markets, and I thought, well, look, let's just have a bit of fun. There's a little bit of a lull now until the Australian Open kicks off next week. Obviously, we've got NBA and NFL, but um, uh, a lot of talk in the news about um, Donald Trump, you know, maybe not being able to be president at the next election. So. I found it interesting just looking at these markets at a barbecue on Sunday afternoon where um, Joe Biden, to be the, the leader of the Democrats going into the election later this year, is thirty. So it's expected that he will be the person to lead the party. But even shorter than him is Donald Trump. He's $1.17 to, rep- to represent the Republican Party at the, uh, at the big US election this year year and in terms of who's favorite to win that election in november 2024 donald trump two dollars 30 and he was 240 on sunday so he continues to firm joe biden three dollars 10 and then you're looking at nikki haley who's 750 and the only other person under double figures so if the market's correct guys we're looking at donald trump being the leader of the free world for the second time uh with a little gap in between but we'll see what unfolds over the coming months seriously it is just bonkers that that bloke can have done what he has done. I I don't even want to get involved in politics, but seriously, for a country that you always sat back and just thought they can sort things out over there. No, they, no, they clearly can't. You always had a, (laughs) always had a bit on, but you're like, they can sort it out. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Anyway, that's pretty wild. Uh, Triple J hottest 100. I love, by the way, can I just say, I love that you're doing all these markets. This is fantastic. (laughs) Triple J hottest 100. I've got to find a way to make it up to you, Julie. (laughs) You have. have. uh, My my racing tips stink, so I've got to try and at least make it amusing. But um, uh, yeah, this is an interesting one. It'll be on the Saturday, the 27th of January. So it's a long weekend for most people because Friday is obviously the public holiday being Australia Day. Uh, Paint the Town Red by Doja Catch, a $2 favourite. We find the market's usually pretty good with this guy. So keep an eye on it as we get closer to the Jan 27. When you see one uh, you know, song being absolutely backed uh, off the map, that's usually the winner. Ryan Dust uh, is your second pick at 225 and then Rush at 375. So it does look like it'll be one of those uh, three songs that'll win the, uh, the Triple J. <laughs> Jaleesa's face. Jaleesa's face while you're saying that. Oh, sorry. That? Am I getting old? <laughs> is this the moment? Yeah, yeah, don't worry. I had to Google some of these uh, songs and listen to them before I came on here this morning. So uh, I'm with you, Joyce. I've got really no idea about any of these songs. But there's people out there that do, and my job's to cater for them. Yeah. Oh, dear. Uh, just quickly, before you go, let's talk some sport. <laughs> yep. The Big Bash and the Strikers Hurricanes, fifth and sixth on the table. So it's massive. They play twice this week. Talk to us about tonight. Yeah. Yeah, well, what's interesting with these two teams, and we've touched on this before, Trent, is that the market just doesn't seem to be able to get it right. The underdog out of the, in each of the last four times these teams have played, the underdog, the least expected to win, has come out and won. So if history is anything to go by, the Hurricanes at $2.15 should get the job done tonight over the Adelaide Strikers. So 
something there for the for the BBL fans. And asking you shall receive Jaleesa tomorrow right. stand down down the Melbourne race one number eight. Here we go. Hang on. Race what? Race one. Race one at Sandown. Okay. Number eight. Time to chat, which is probably a topical tip, given that I come on your great program two mornings in a row. Well, I'm on. Here comes the retirement plan. (laughs) No, gamble responsibly. responsibly. Unfortunately, I'm not on air the day after with you guys. Oh, well timed. Hopefully by the time I'm next back on, you'll forget. Isn't that convenient? (laughs) Nick, (laughs) Nick, thanks so much for your time this morning, mate. Thanks, Nick. All the best, guys. Have a good day. See ya. Make it look easy with Sportsbet. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. It's summer brekkie here on SEN. You're with Trent Copeland and Delisa Apps. And we've just been talking to Nick Ashman from Sportsbet. Before we get to this, just the headlines that we've been discussing, if you're just waking up this morning. In the cricketing world, plenty of chatter continues over who should replace Davey Warner at the top of the order. Early in the show, we heard from former Aussie coach Darren Lehman on who believes, who he believes um, should replace Davey Warner and also Steve Smith and the fact that he should stay where he is at number four. Uh, the Scorchers last night, way too good for the Thunder. Uh, questions raised about the pitch. Uh, that was Sydney Showground Stadium, the home for the Sydney Thunder and a disappointing pitch in the context of professional cricket and where we need it to be. Kevy Walters was talking about Selwyn Cobbo moving to the centres after Herbie Farnworth is changing clubs to the Dolphins. Uh, the Australian Open qualifiers expected to get underway later today. We just heard that from Brett Phillips that it's great news in Melbourne. Sun is out and that should go ahead. And the big news of the morning, really, Tiger Woods and Nike have ended their partnership after 27 years Arguably the most famous collaboration of athlete and brand in the world. It's reported to be worth around $500 million over its lifetime. Pick up the phone and have your say on the Suncorp open line, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Uh, we are here for Bingley Better Living every day, and we're powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. But let's get back to Nick Ashman and... The songs that he was just talking mm. about. Yeah. I'm with you. I have zero knowledge of those songs. This one I did know. Okay. It's Doja Cat. I said what I said. I'd rather be famous instead. I let all that get to my head. I don't care. I paint the town red. Bitch, I said what I said. I'd rather be famous instead. I let all okay, that so you knew that you one. Are you a fan? Oh, yeah, good song. I have heard that. But oh, I, you have heard if, good. But if, the rest I didn't know. If I heard that song and you asked me randomly in the car mm. and you asked me who sang it, what's the name of it, you no clue. Yeah. So my rec- it, when asked about what would be the top of the list, there's no way that's in my mind. You know, this time of year too, people like put their top, top hottest... <laughs> You know? <laughs> do you need to sleep? <laughs> do you need to I sleep? I do need to sleep. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. We all I'm not gonna need to sleep. I'm not going to be the toddler like you and deny that I need to sleep. <laughs> I need to sleep. You know how they put that on social media? You know, people post that and their Spotify raps? Yes. I don't care. 
<laughs> you I don't straight care. up don't care. I don't care that you're Do you cooler. unfollow when... No, I can't unfollow my friends. I think. They... Oh, so you're talking specifically <laughs> I about your friends. I can sledge them on radio. I just can't <laughs> unfollow them. That would be a bridge too far. Oh, tough times. Yeah. Uh, mine was full of Frozen, uh, The Lion King, Wiggles. That's what our Spotify is your used for. Spotify rap. Oh. Yeah, while we're in the car. And have Taylor heard... Swift. Oh, have you heard Snoop Dogg's uh, kids album? No. That's a really weird <laughs> I play that. Um, so he, he's got a kid's album. Um, let me just find what it's called. But um, I always, you know how parents um, get in their cars, like as my friends start to have kids, I'm like, what are you doing, mate? Like, why are you listening to this baby shark? Like the kid's one. It doesn't know what's going on. Like just throw on for some 50 cent and make your life bearable like for this car trip. Anyway, but Snoop Dogg has combined the two and he made a kid's album. Listen to that on your way home. Okay, I will. It's appropriate. Okay. The affirmation song slaps. Like, oh. it is so good. <laughs> well, that's something that I didn't <laughs> expect to wake up and learn today. Uh, there's plenty of texts coming in on uh, 0457 736 736, the Edgewater Homes text line. This one, hi, Jalissa and Trent. Martin Lawrence here from Echuca. Here you are, both stars. Your thoughts on the BBL pitch last night, please. Oh, hello to Martin. I have have emailed Martin for years. He used to listen to me on Cricket Podcast and then we became friends and um, he always listens to all of our stuff. So, hello, Martin. Ah, nice one. Uh, Were you going to answer the question there or... Just say good morning. Uh, uh, I, was I was asleep. I was asleep. Jaleesa was smart. Trent is the there. better one to answer this because <laughs> I was doing a nap. Yeah, I think the, the pitch, the disappointing factor, look, it's not about the fact that a pitch spins, but it's when it's abnormal uh, tackiness that is avoidable. I mean, Ricky Ponting on the coverage last night said, you know, it's a professional cricket venue. They have covers. It's not like... It, and and we've just had the Sydney test in Sydney over the last week and there was only about two hours of play missed because of rain. It's not like it's been bucketing down for weeks. Yeah. So I don't think there's any excuse and it just isn't up to the standard that we expect in Australia for yeah, professional right. cricket. Yeah. So look, I, I understand the criticism, but like anything in professional sport, everyone at a venue, administrators, players, officials, and in this case, groundsmen, are there to be critiqued when things don't look up to scratch. Mm. And that's just part of professional sport, Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, we're going to hear about um, the Sixers prospects for the finals with Jordan Silk a little later in the show out of 8 o'clock. And just recapping some of the other news in the FA Cup, just one game this morning with Wigan Athletic playing Manchester United. That kicked off at 7.15am. Uh, so we might get a little score check on that one shortly. And German legend... Franz Beckenbauer has died age 78, widely regarded as one of football's greatest ever players. He won the World Cup as captain of West Germany in 1974 and lifted the trophy again as manager in 1990. Played 582 professional games for Bayern Munich. Uh, And Doggyland is the name of Snoop Dogg's kids album for those who are... Doggyland. Yeah, yeah, Kids Hits Volume 1. I assume a Volume 2 is coming. Can't yeah. wait for that drop. <laughs> Can't wait for that. Uh, just an update on that FA Cup score. Manchester United, surprisingly, if you're a United fan, United fan, 1-0 up against Wigan Athletic. Uh, they haven't been leading too many games of late, but good news there. Uh, with 25 minutes gone in the FA Cup.
We're here for Bryden's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness. Contact Bryden's Lawyers. We've got some lovely texts flowing in. Some really <laughs> heartfelt messages on 0457 736 736. The first one, when are Vossi and Brandy back? Yeah, thanks. Um, soon. No, soon I meant seriously, the when are they back? I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. Uh, we were just talking about the pitch for the match last night for the Sydney Thunder Perth Scorchers at uh, Showground Stadium. The, this one, high team, I can never get my head around Australia's obsession with perfect pitches. Mm. I liked the pitch last night. It was something different to the usual roads we prepare. It's still allowed for a good contest. Cricket of all sports uh, or all types, I guess, could do with some variety. That's an interesting yeah, point. Yeah, not a bad point. Yeah. And both teams have to play on the same pitch. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that I just don't like about that scenario, and I guess why – during commentary, we naturally progress into this is just unacceptable is when batters just physically are watching the ball come down mm. and they cannot physically hit it. Yeah, like it, okay. it becomes impossible to hit. And it, I guess you could argue that in India, for example, in test matches, when the wickets worn, it, it becomes very similar. But in this instance, a T20 match, it shouldn't have that sort of unfair nature to it yeah. um, between bat and ball as a contest. Yeah. Mind, and the other thing I guess you could say is there's an unfair contest on most of the roads for the bowlers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bowling true. on a highway. Where do you stand on, um, like I've become a real fan of pink ball tests and I'm really excited um, by that. Where do you stand on that as a cricketer? I, don't, I really like it, but I know like there's it. some players that are really against yeah, it. Yeah. When you talk to some players, yeah. they really don't like it. I th- Generally, I think fans like it, I, yeah. um, just because it does maybe bring a little bit more of that variety in. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just wondered where you were. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of it uh, just because of, and now being in the media for five or six years as well, just the undeniable nature of not test match cricket and what that brings. And yeah. when the pink ball under lights comes out, it's mm. just magic to watch. What about, I know there was a bit of a debate happening on the weekend, the pink ball being brought out when the lighting is bad. I don't love that. No, me either. Yeah. I think it needs to be a, we're with pink ball the whole time. Exactly. Or not at all. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. I, we need to come up with a better solution to keep playing. Um, you know, not when it's dangerous, but mm. in the light where it was the other day, some avenue to staying on the field, whether it's increased floodlighting, I don't know, but that was a faulty light. Meter. Yeah. Yeah. That was disappointing. Yes. Uh, this one from Brett. Morning guys, I'm now scarred for life listening to Snoop Dogg's Doggy Land. Oh, Thanks come on. <laughs> Did you listen to the affirmation song though? Didn't that pep you up? Come oh, on. Oh dear me. Uh, this one, Morning Trent and Jaleesa. Now that Tiger and Nike has split, the next big question is who does Tiger sign with next? That's interesting. Hmm. Which br- which brand is big enough to be paying the dosh that Tiger needs? Yeah. Are you, and are you scrambling as a brand to be like, because it's the initial impact, right? So even if you sign him, just say you sign him on a really short term contract, the initial hmm. press that you get from Tiger has signed after being shunned by a Nike vibe. Yeah. Like that's going to, that's pretty lucrative. Interesting. That uh, I hadn't thought about it from that surely, lens, but surely if you're a competitor, like if you're Adidas, you are picking up the phone immediately and going, "How much is this going to cost?" Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Tiger knows that's coming too. Yeah, he can definitely play the market. Uh, this one has come in from Matt, guys. Just one last thing on golf fashion. Okay. Aaron Baddeley's nickname on the PGA Tour is dresses, 
as in dresses badly. Oh. That's harsh. Just doing his best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know we didn't like Jason Day's pants earlier, but, you know. I'm a fan of Jason Day's kit. Uh, I've got Did to say. Did you look it up? No. The new one? No, I just mean in general what oh, he wears. Oh, okay, right. Wearing high tops. You yeah, know, I don't golf. know that you'd like these pants. They don't give me a Trent Copeland vibe. <laughs> What's the Trent Copeland ah, vibe? Just, just look up the pants. As you sit yeah, here fully fully dressed and I come in casual gear with Birkenstocks every day, <laughs> making me feel bad about yeah, myself. Yeah, no, no. You come in like you're you're just too cool for school. Yeah. I'm here with my little like ironed clothes on, ready to start the day. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, another text from Nick about these sponsorships in sport. Morning Copes and JA, Roger and Rolex. Oh, that's the one you want. Wimbledon and Slazenger for over 100 years. Yeah. And the top tip for 2024, the Raiders, $7.50 for the spoon. Real dagger to that. I know you're trying to hurt me, Nick. <laughs> I know you're trying to hurt me, but I agree. You agree? No, I think that, uh, look, I'm going to anger some Tigers fans here. Um, I think the Tigers will be... The, the spoon again. I just think, I, I reckon when Jerome gets there, that's going to transform things. But I do think the Raiders will not be far off. I'm a very worried about, we haven't really signed a half and a back. Like we need a back. Mm. We've signed a lot of, like re-signed a lot of really good forwards. Yeah. It's the backs that worry me a little bit. It's an interesting one with the Raiders, isn't it? it and the ability to lure top talent to Canberra. Mm. Uh, it's uh, what's your opinion on that as a fan? Because it seems like you're in the market and the conversations happen, but actually landing the big fish is uh, becoming a bit of an issue. Well, and I can understand for people like who aren't from Canberra or maybe don't like that. Like I'm from a, from a country town, so I'd happily live in Canberra. Yeah. But I understand if you born, like if you were Jerome Luai in Sydney and you've got all these Sydney clubs after you, it is not very lucrative to move to Canberra. Mm. What I never understand is when Canberra players who are very well established in Canberra then come to Sydney, like particularly when they were in that premiership window yeah. and like, then they come to Sydney and I'm thinking if you're that player that's sort of on say 700,000, like you're, you're not a superstar, but you're pretty good. And then you come to Sydney for say maybe 900,000, your cost of living and yeah. the lifestyle that you can make in Canberra, especially if you've got a young family, is okay. You're going to get two hundred thousand more a year. You're going to lose fifty uh, percent of that in tax, so there's a hundred grand. You're going to lose, uh, say, ten percent to your manager. And then was that really worth it? Because then the house that you bought in Canberra, now you're going to pay that much to rent a unit in Sydney. <laughs> so I never understand, and I feel like they don't. Anyway, there's my rent. <laughs> what? You actually make a lot of sense. Very practical. This morning. Yeah, just ring me for all your accountancy <laughs> advice. <laughs> if you're thinking about a new job, ring Jaleesa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'll but talk through you the numbers. The Suncorp open line, one three hundred O one eleven seventy. Let us know. Where are you planning on moving? And Jaleesa can help you out. <laughs> Ah, oh, summer breakfast here on SEN. Trent Copeland alongside Jaleesa Apps. Five minutes past eight. On your Tuesday morning. We're here for Brighton's lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness. Contact Brighton's lawyers. Recapping a few of the headlines around the globe this morning. Tiger Woods and Nike have split after 27 years. Woods started the deal with Nike when he was 20 and they've ended the relationship that's reported to be worth around $500 million over its lifetime. Nike are 
cutting out of golf and they're cutting $2 billion over the next coming years and scaling down their investment in sport. And they stopped making golf equipment in 2016. So we've been talking all morning about uh, the best collaborations with brands and athletes over the years. We've had some really good ones on the text line. That's 0457 736 736. So thanks for your input there. Uh, We've been listening to all the hearsay about who should open for Australia in the absence of David Warner. And yesterday on SEN Sports Day, Darren Lehman, address the situation that Steve Smith would potentially open the batting for Australia. Here's what he had to say. Smith's a superstar. If anyone can do it, he can do it. The transition from four to one. Um, and he obviously wants a new challenge. He's been, uh, you know, behind the scenes apparently quite keen to do it. I'd love him to stay at four. I mean, I love uh, Marner, Smith, Head, Marsh, Carey, four, five, four, three to seven. Uh, adds uh, Uzi in there and opening. I, I think it's perfect time to put a young kid in there. So, you know, being from Queensland, I'd like to see Renshaw. Um, mm-hmm. But if they go on sheer stats and performance and give state credit, the state credit the credit it deserves, then it probably has got to be Bancroft, doesn't it? He's played so yeah. well in all formats for the last few years. So, And then Harris has been the spare man on tour. So it could be one of those three. I, I, I think Green just has to wait his turn. I, I'm not against that. I think it's just Mitch Marsh has taken his spot and, and grabbed it with both hands, and it's just the way it is. So... Maybe Green's got to hold off for a little bit. That that might be the hardest thing, but it might also be the making of him as a player. Yeah, uh, you know he, he he goes well. I'm not playing because I just didn't do the things I needed to do to cement my spot, and that, he'll take his next chance with both hands. So I'd prefer a traditional opener. If you're going to do it, you do it now because uh, West Indies is a soft series. Yeah, Pakistan was you know their attack was okay, but it wasn't great. If that makes sense. So you probably could have done it then as well. So it's just one of those things. They've got to use it now. And just adding to that story, uh, former Test Captain Kim Hughes said it would be a slap in the face for the Sheffield Shield competition if Cameron Bancroft isn't chosen to replace Davey Warner at the top of the order for Australia. He said, quote, what sort of message does that send? I know the Shield might not be what it was, but it's still the best domestic competition in the world. And I mean, it's not as if he was just a bit better than the others with his efforts in the Shield. He was miles ahead, and it's not as if he was 35 or 36 years old. He's just 31. He's learnt from what has happened to him, and his technique has improved as well. He's been working with Justin Langer. We've got Jordan Silk coming to join us very shortly, Sydney Sixers superstar, but domestic cricketer for Tasmania for many years. We'll get his opinion on that as well. Jaleesa, you've heard it all in the last couple of days. We might get an Australian team named today potentially yeah potentially what's your summation of the landscape at the moment what's gut feel uh well there's been such good arguments made for everyone like uh, my my feeling is it should be Cameron Bancroft just based on I think that not only has he his numbers deserve to be rewarded but among that too I think you've got to show that if you put the hard work in and your numbers are good, then you will get, like there needs to be a clear pathway to the yep. Australian side. So I think that that would say a lot more about the bigger picture of the Australian side too, not just his own form. But I, but everyone like from, you know, Renshaw, Bancroft, I don't like the Steve Smith idea. That's probably about it. But everyone else, um, there's been solid arguments made for everyone, which says to me that we don't have a bad choice in there. Yeah, that's a good point. And for many years, we've had a lot of batters averaging over 50 and yeah. a plethora of options. So I think there is still 
a lot of options. Uh, whether they will succeed at Test cricket, probably in the initial phase, you couldn't get a better time to start against a West Indies touring yeah. team. Whereas the next two summers, India and then England in an Ashes series, yeah. that's where the real test will come. And it's almost going to be, I think, maybe a little bit hard to gauge um, how successful the decision has been because you mm. would expect someone to really excel. In, yeah. uh, given that West Indies uh, really struggled last season when they came out. Yeah. Uh, is that more pressure though? Like if you, yeah. you know, if <laughs> you, if you don't score the runs, does that almost close the door on you? Because then how are you going to face India and England? And Always be that little black mark against yeah. your name that you didn't succeed. Yeah. Whoever they pick, I think it's got to be someone that they persist with. Yeah. Like a, a, the, we need the short term solution um, to be for this test, but I think even if someone doesn't, if someone comes in and maybe they don't, they don't do, they don't fly, go with flying colors. They have to be persisted with. Yeah. I don't mind that thought at all. Uh, just in basketball news, before we get to Jordan Silk, the Lakers snapped their four game losing streak in the NBA with a 106, 103 victory over the crosstown rivals, the Clippers, LeBron James still getting it done 25 points. And he had a massive dunk over Paul George. Uh, as far as games today go, the Celtics taking on the Pacers at 11 o'clock. Josh Giddy and the Thunder are absolutely flying. Uh, they take on the lowly Wizards. And the pick of the games today, the Suns up against the Clippers. That's at 2.30 p.m. Sydney time. And the Suns on a bit of a skid they need to get back on track. Basketball writer Matt Logue writes in the Telegraph today, the Sydney Kings need to start winning games and quickly. They are currently 10 wins and 10 losses for the season. And there are major concerns over their defense. A King spokesman has told the Telegraph that there is naturally pressure on their head coach. So it's tough times for the Kings, but certainly there's great belief from the public that they can still get to the business end of the season. I mentioned his name a little while ago. There's plenty to talk about in the world of cricket. We both love it, Jaleesa, and the BBL is absolutely flying at the moment. So is this man, literally flying through the air, stopping every ball that mm. goes near him in the field, and he's scoring plenty of runs too. It's Sydney Sixers superstar Jordan Silk. Good morning, Silky. How are you going? Morning, guys. How are you? We're going well, mate. Where are you Where are you in the world right now, and what are you up to? Uh, I'm in Coogee at the moment. Um, just sort of got back from our trip to Melbourne. Uh couple of quiet days, to be honest. Um, we don't play till Friday, so uh, enjoying a little bit of downtime out for a walk and lapping up the sun. It's nice to see it here. <laughs> nice to see the sun, yeah. I'm with you there. And it was nice to see it during the Sydney Test last week, that's for sure. Uh, as far as the BBL standings at the moment, the Brisbane Heat had another win the other night against the Hurricanes. They're on 14 points and already qualified for the finals. The Scorchers on 11 points. Then you guys on 10 ahead of the Sydney Smash on Friday night. Talk to me about how you think the season has gone so far and how important is Friday night for you boys? Yeah, I mean, Friday's, Friday's hugely important. I think with results that have sort of happened over the last few days, um, in terms of the season, it's been a funny one for us really. It felt like we you know, played some really consistent sort of cricket at the start of the year and then obviously had some rain affected games in I think what three games in a row I think we uh, what two washouts and one that we, we lost narrowly on Duckworth Lewis. So funny one, like hard probably saving a little bit of rhythm at the moment, I think our team and um 
yeah, it was sort of it was sort of nice, I guess, to get back get back into it at the MCG and, and play a really clinical game of cricket, probably our best game of cricket this season. So that was pleasing. Hopefully, we can sort of take that forward. But I think we're sort of Results happening around us uh, at the moment. It's you know, that top two spots getting harder and harder to, to chase now. But I think we're probably going to need a few favours from the from the heat to, to maybe lock up the second spot. So, um, but that's all right. We'll we'll push the push for it and, and see what happens. The Sydney Smash is uh, on Friday. That's always just so fun and and always a great atmosphere. How much do you hope or do you not want? David Warner to play because we know he's on the edge a little bit. So apparently he's, um, his brother's getting married, I think, and he'll actually, he would literally have to chop her in to make the game. And he's got a f- aircraft on standby, I think he said. So how much do you hope he plays? I really hope he plays, to be honest. Um, yeah, I think it's a, it would make for a great spectacle. I think we were lucky to have it last year, Smith v Warner. And um, yeah, it just adds to the story of, of these great derbies that we, we have over the years. So um, I think the other thing that will bring back is, is plenty of fans through the gates too. They want to, they want to see the best players playing BBL. And, um, yeah, those guys, I guess, have made a commitment to the BBL as well. So you hope that they turn out and, and play when, when opportunities arise. And I know, I know Steve Smith's really looking forward to that opportunity on Friday night. He's been wonderful for us when he's come back and played. So, um, yeah, it'd be great to see too, you know, sort of legends of Australian cricket going head to head and yeah, the rest of us can just sit back and watch them. So Smudge is definitely in for Friday night, mate? I'm pretty sure, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's in. He's, uh, he's chomping at the bit. So Awesome. Um, yeah, no, we're, we're really looking forward to having him. He's obviously, like I said, he's been huge for us when he's come back and played and yeah. played it the right way to really get involved and um, yeah, can't wait to play with him again on Friday. The last 18 months in T20 cricket for the Sixers, I mean, he's been a world beater in all formats for quite some time, but his numbers for the Sixers are incredible. Hey, you mentioned the crowds. I don't know about you, but the somewhat reduced season seems to have reinvigorated the public because the numbers through the gates speak for themselves. And what's it feel like from a player's point of view when the Scorchers are getting 40,000 every time they play a game in Perth? The Sixers, every time you guys walk out at the SCG, and even, to be honest, a couple of the games I've seen you guys play away, there are Sixers jerseys everywhere. This is so good to see. Yeah, I think yeah, you're spot on. I think the, the reduced season, certainly, if, if any positive out of it, it's, it's bringing crowds back through the gates. So, like, I don't know about you, Coach, but it feels like it's getting back towards that BBL 4, BBL 5 period where, you know, you're consistently getting 20 plus thousand through the gates. And, um, yeah, I think that's, um, I look forward to Friday um, uh, being our first sort of home game at the SCD post the New Year's break. I think that's always been a, a pretty good uh, crowd. And, you know, being a derby, I, I expect us to get sort of you know, more than 30 plus, which is, which is awesome. It's, it's, yeah. We love doing it. We love playing in front of all sort of big crowds. And um, it, it does feel like, in a way, that the 10-game season's probably brought probably brought more fans back through the gate. And it's, um, yeah, we, we love it. 
Jordan, uh, just on that, we've actually got a text about this saying T20 is becoming oversaturated, but I think that what they're talking about is not the BBL from this text. They're talking about just in general. Becoming oversaturated, too many games, too many competitions worldwide. It's losing its wow factor. So I guess the BBL was one of the first, but now we're seeing all these other leagues pop up around the world. Do you think it will get to the point where it is... Like, like to be honest, I can't. I care about the BBL and the IPL. I couldn't care less about any other competitions. What do players feel about it? Yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot of different answers, I reckon, for this sort of question. But it does certainly feel like there's there's a lot popping up, and there's probably a lot more choice for the players for the, for the leagues they are wanting to play in now, and um, and what ages that they want to start, you know, committing to that gravy train we like to sort of call it so it's um it's a tough one like it's i mean there's i see lots of players popping up now retiring from test cricket i think they've already played a few handful of tests and, and you know so it's it's sort of an interesting world that we're in and um i guess that's that's what makes it an easy decision for some players is there is that saturation and they can have confidence that they'll get picked up in in any sort of league whether it's a T10 league, a Zimbabwe T10 league, or, you know, you've got two, what we've got two, sort of shortened formats in, in the UK in the 100 and the bar. So it's, there's plenty of options for, for players. And, um, yeah, I guess, yeah, the more I think about it, there's, there, there really is a, a saturation of, of T20 competitions around the world. So, um, again, this is, you're going to get multiple answers from multiple people around whether it's right or wrong, but um, I think Cummins have made a good point during the test match. That we, just, we hope it's a, just a little phase and, um, and test cricket can still remain the, the pinnacle of our sport. Uh, Silky, you've segued beautifully into there to my next question. Uh, forgetting the BBL for a moment, in the last three days since Davey Warner has retired, the only thing making news around is for the first time in about it feels like 10 years. We've got a genuine selection decision at the top of the order for Australian mm-hmm. Test cricket. Who do you think... You've been playing domestic cricket for a long time, mate, and I think you've got as good an eye when it comes to talent and, and who's been batting at the top of the order. Who do you think should be doing it for Australia? Oh. Oh, we're, we're, the one thing we, we are blessed with are, are options and, and really good ones. Um yeah, you know, I, I could probably really only comment on the openers that I've sort of seen around the country, and um, you know, having played against the likes of Marcus Harris, Matt Renshaw, and Cameron Bancroft, who we probably think are the leading candidates if they are to go a specialist opener. Um, I've seen Bancroft bat a hell of a lot in the last couple of years, and um, yeah, I just. He'd be such a hard player to, to leave out, I think, of that of that side just purely on, on weight of runs. I think he's you know, he's averaging well over fifty, I think, since since two thousand twenty one, I think, as a as an opener at shield level, which is significantly more, I think, than the next opener in those in that period as well. So um yeah, I know it's it's a it's a really tough call, but um on someone like a Marcus Harris who's who's probably been around the, the test frame for what the last two or three years, just sort of waiting for an opportunity, waiting maybe for an injury to either an Usman or a Davy, and um, has been that next guy in. So I know they've always been pretty good at sticking to that. So I could, 
you know, I'd be comfortable if they were to, to go down that path. I think Harry's a, an exceptional player. Made a big hundred against Duck this year in, in the Shield game. In the Shield game. So, um, less with options. I haven't probably given you too much. I've probably sat on the fence a little bit. Um, yes, you have. But I think on, on, sheer, <laughs> on sheer weight, on sheer weight, I reckon, I reckon Cameron Bancroft's probably got all the numbers up there to, to justify selection. Yeah. Uh, just quickly, just to wrap that chat up on who could open for Australia and who might. The, the chat about Steve Smith this week, he obviously has put his hand up. You've batted at the top of the order in domestic cricket for a long time. You now bat in the middle order for Tassie. Do you think it's a move that Steve Smith should be making? Let's not say if it will happen or not, but what do you think about the prospective move? Because we all think he could do it, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting time in his career. He, um, I've had a lot of people say it's a, it's a challenge that he'd He'd love and something fresh for him, maybe at that level. But um, yeah, it's it's hard. I think it's a lot easier going from the top to, to the middle than maybe what it is from going from the middle to the top. And I think I'd be pretty reluctant to move a guy who's who's average sort of sixty, going at three and four, you know, up to the top. You know, I think he's been part of the reason as to why we've had so so much success. I think if anyone would probably go to the top, it'd probably be Marnus because he actually has done it at Shield level. Um, does have a, a great technique too, and that way maybe you could slide Smith to three, and, and then you could sort of fit Cameron Green into your middle order. That's probably the way I'd do it if you yeah. if you weren't going to pick an out and out opener. But um, yeah, no, I think I think leave the Steve Smith the, the bloke averaging sixty at Test cricket right where he is. I reckon <laughs> potentially our greatest ever since Bradman. Uh, mate, thanks so much for your time this morning. Uh, the Sydney Sixers take on the Sydney Thunder, the Sydney Smash at the SCG on the 12th of Jan this Friday night. And it is Smith v Warner, but Silky will be there too, doing the business as he always does. Thanks for your time this morning, Silky. No worries. Thanks for having me, guys. We're here for Brighton's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Brighton's Lawyers. There's been plenty going on this morning, but uh, some of the big news, Tiger Woods splits with Nike. Uh, the only other thing that could potentially match that was Jaleesa splitting with KFC. But there's some <laughs> other big news in the world. What? Tell me about this story. Okay. I, I'm calling okay. rubbish here. Okay, okay. Listeners, we need you to weigh in. There's a story floating about on news.com.au. A stunning discovery has been made following the frightening incident on Alaska Airlines Boeing 737. I'm not sure if you saw this, but like the side... The window. Yeah, like basically yep. burst open. Thank goodness the people who were meant to be sitting in that seat were not, they missed their flight. Yeah. Um, that's the burnt toast theory. You know, when you burn your toast in the morning, yes. it's saving you from something. Yes. Uh, anyway, um, this, apparently an iPhone has been found working after plunging five kilometers to the ground from that Plane window. with And it says there, no scratches on it. No got, cracks. It's got a tiny little crack. I'm calling rubbish. It's got a tiny little scratch crack looking thing. Very tiny. And I mean, your phone is busted. <laughs> from sitting it down. Like I was saying, I literally sat this phone down the other day and it cracked. I have. I don't even understand how it happened. Also, ironically, the amount of abuse I had put the phone through before it did that and not a, <laughs> anyway. So it was working. It had 44% charge, this iPhone. That is a Nokia, my friend. Yeah. It's a that freak. is a, that is a 2006 Nokia. 
Yeah. Yeah. Thirty three thirty. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> or the what was it? Something something ten. Yeah, yeah, when you got a bit cooler. Or something yeah, like that. something when you got a little bit cooler. Mm. Dan, um, I can feel you almost through the mic. You're mm. filthy about your own phone here. Yeah, I dropped mine on New Year's Eve. Don't know why. Onto some carpet. Uh, three cracks in it. So I only got this phone three weeks ago. So I oh, have no. to go back and uh, fix it up. Oh, dear. Yeah. This is the thing that you, I'm just calling rubbish on that. This is this is Apple and their marketing yes. team absolutely nailing it. Working overtime. Our phones are unbreakable. They yeah. can fall out of planes. Throw it out of a plane. <laughs> Test it, but don't. <laughs> Seriously. Yes, thanks, Nathan. We're here for Bing Lee, Better Living Every Day. And we're powered by Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Just updating on the football desk, the FA Cup, Man United still leading 1-0 against Wigan. Good news all you United fans. Hopefully a win coming, a rare win in the context of the last few months. Uh, the Edgewater Homes text line 0457 736 736 and the Suncorp open line 1300 01170. Get in touch. Tell us what you think about all the big stories of the morning. We've obviously had Nike. Nike. Oh, I went oh, to say Nike see. again. We, we were asking Just slips. that. Yeah, yeah. I say Nike 90% of the time, but it's like this. You didn't even know you said Nike until we were saying earlier. And you were yeah. like, do I say Nike? Now yeah. I'm catching myself. You've got me in a bad little rut here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's bigger things in life. Adidas or Adidas. Like we could do this all day. Yes, you're right. Tomato, tomato. Uh, I think the big stories, there's been lots of opinion. There's been divided opinion on who should open the batting for Australia, but lots of text flying in. So we're going to dive in right now before the end of the show. Jaleesa, kick us off. Yeah. Um, uh, Mentone Rabbit says, why is Bancroft so on the nose? Is there any insight copes? We kind of talked about this a little bit at the start of the show when we were saying about Sam, is it Sandpaper Gate? Uh, someone pointed out, well, he did play in 2019 Ashes. Uh, mm. There was then in, there was an interview came out that was a little bit, was it blaming the bowlers? Was it, you know? Yeah. Why do you think? Well, Give us your insight. Well, to be honest, I think there's a big swirl of media that is speculating without any actual decisions that have been made. So we're, if we're talking on the nose with Australia, I'm not sure there actually is yes. any on the nose nature of the internal workings of the Australian cricket team. I think... If he is the right man to move forward with Usman Khawaja at the top of the order, potentially in a few hours, we'll hear that. I don't think there's anything stopping that happening. Potentially personal relationships are maybe not what they once were mm. within the current group or, or potentially even with the likes of David Warner and Cameron Bancroft. But uh, none of us know that. You know, it's all speculation. And certainly his performances speak for themselves. So, Was he the logical choice? I'm... Just trying to go back to when Usman Khawaja came back into the side and obviously in retrospect, fantastic choice. Yeah. Was Bancroft maybe the more logical choice at that time though, even? Well, and, it was and a... he kind of missed out there, didn't he? Well, that was at the time where Marcus Harris was playing in the side mm. and Marcus Harris was in the team when Usman came back in, when it was Travis Ed missed for COVID for the Boxing Day yeah. Test match. Uzi played so well that he kept his spot when Travis Head came back into the lineup and push Marcus Harris out of the team. So I think at that point, both Cameron Bancroft and Marcus Harris had been, in inverted commas, tried and tested and not delivered yes, at okay. that level. Yes. So, And I think that's potentially why that's maybe more of a, people yeah. are maybe writing off someone like a Marcus Harris that he's played 
and I don't know the exact numbers off the top of my head, but somewhat something along the lines of 30 test matches with an average under 30. Uh, and you could argue, is that enough of an opportunity to say that he won't then be able to kick on? Yeah. Um, that's a, a long-winded way of saying that I, I don't think there's anything stopping Cameron Bancroft being named Australia's new opener today. Yep. And I think that could actually happen. Uh, plenty more texts here. This one from Marco. Morning, guys. Would you try and open the batting with Travis Head for Australia? And would that be a possibility? And have Marsh and Green batting five and six. What do you think about that one, Jaleesa? Uh, yeah, but again, it's it feels very much like you're trying to uh, – I, I, my preference is always to pick a genuine opener. And this is my preference, you know, when we have these discussions in state of origin, pick a general, pick a genuine person for that position. So pick a genuine opener rather than shuffling other guys around to then fit Cameron Green in. Like I, I kind of agree with Lehman when he was like, um, it's just going to have to, he's just going to have to bide his time till there is a spot. There won't, a spot will come up yeah. and probably not in the not too far future with the way that the side is aging too. Yeah, I mean, and he is still very young. Yeah, Usman Khawaja's no spring chicken, that's for sure. Mm. Uh, this one here from Tabman64 is on again. Uh, Jaleesa, the faders aren't very good. They let in 600 plus points last year. Ricky Stewart is the reason players won't come. He has a minus 50% win NRL record plus he's a baby. I mean... There's a harsh tone there, Tabman, and it has been all morning. But Ta- Tabman's so. not had a good morning, I feel. <laughs> the Raiders are no good. I know. I know, okay? Yes. I know. But you have to stick through them. We're thick and thin. Right now, we're a bit thin. Yes. Uh, we were talking about the Tiger and Nike split. Uh, Jeremy has written in and said Tiger will launch his TW brand of golf gear, uh, much like, I guess, the Jordan – Nike brand that yeah. is still kicking on these days and he's making it. RF a Roger front. Federer gear. Yeah. What not do you think? a bad shout. He's got the he's got the gravitas to be doing yeah. it, doesn't Why he? not just do it yourself? Yeah. Oh but is there maybe an oversaturation of sports gear? Are you gonna buy are you going to buy are you one of those people who will buy, because I'm certainly not one of those people who will buy something because it's attached to someone's name? I couldn't care less. Uh, no, I'm not. But there are, I would say there's more of those than not. Really? In the world. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, right. I mean, and you think about kids, they just want to idolize their heroes. And you know, that's why you kids see messy jerseys. Oh, maybe, maybe not. Uh, and, you know, it won't be long until his son, Charlie, is going to be playing on the yeah. PGA Tour, I would say. Uh, you know, if he brought out literally one shirt and it was red, you can bet your bottom dollar that people would talk about a Tiger Woods shirt wearing red on a Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And particularly in majors and if Charlie then wears it. it it's it's an interesting landscape. Uh, speaking of that, we just, <laughs> Rooster Man's got in on the phone issue. Why have a cover in case and they still break? No point. I'm even putting the plastic sleeve on them and they don't work. Oh, Nokia, I miss you. Don't we all? <laughs> I miss the Motorola flip phone too. That was really cool oh. when I was at school, like to have the Motorola flip phone and then you like just dramatically hang up on people oh, by flipping yep. it down. Did you used to just pull it out and flip it open just for the sake of it? Oh, mate, I was like, I had no one to text. It was Bora. It was in Bora. We didn't have phone service. Like, <laughs> Literally. <laughs> All about status, not yeah. about Yeah, no, it was just, I was just looking cool. Uh, what about this one from Colborough 2540? Tiger Woods is getting a little bit on as a brand and did Nike uh. really shun him? 
That's an interesting question. I don't know. It certainly didn't say that in the press release, but yeah, interesting. I doubt that Nike are particularly saying, Tiger, we don't want you. It's more we're pulling back generally. Yeah, we're pulling out. We're, uh, this is just costing us too much money. But the, the, there is a good point. Like he is getting on in terms of like the younger generation. They don't know. They haven't seen Tiger Woods. They might know Tiger Woods. They might understand the gravitas of Tiger Woods, but they haven't watched him. Yeah. Uh, we have some rugby league speculation here, and you'll love this. Chin up, J.A. I saw Josh Schuster at a Canberra airport yesterday from the Tarthra Eagle. Oh, what? Would that excite you? Yeah, that would really excite me. I I don't know. Maybe he was just down there to go to Questacon. <laughs> <laughs> you had the chance to be really optimistic there. Oh, well, yeah, but I don't. I, I can't see him leaving Manly. He's just signed. Yeah. So I think Questacon or maybe the Canberra Zoo. Maybe just a family holiday. Anyway, yeah. we'll see. It is summer breakfast here on SEN with Trent Copeland and Jaleesa Apps. We've had some texts coming in, and before the break, we had a speculation about Josh Schuster being in Canberra. Now, let's not let the truth get in the way of a good story here, Jaleesa, for Raiders fans, but the whole Manly squad were at the AIS. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't just Josh Schuster. So they weren't at Questacon yeah. and they weren't at uh, Canberra Zoo and they, Josh Schuster certainly wasn't at the Canberra Raiders. And they certainly aren't signing the entirety of the Manly squad. No. Oh, that's a good rumour. A merger. Maybe there's a merger. A merger. There's a merger. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's finally happened. Oh, goodness me. We've got uh, plenty of calls coming in on one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. One of those is Gary from Newtown. Morning, Gary. Good morning, Trent and Jaleesa. Oh, just quickly on Josh Schuster. See, I think Benji made the right decision. It was the best decision he's made at the moment, not buying Schuster. Because he's got the talent, but it's all about between the years. And he certainly hasn't got it between the years. So Jaleesa was a blessing. He's not going to the Raiders. Believe me, going forward, he's not the man to buy. Certainly on the money he's asking. They made a problem. They made a major blue manly, locking him in for five years. Unbelievable. I can't believe it happened. But anyway, that's their decision. That's my opinion about that. Fair enough, Gary. And, um, I mean, Benji obviously landed Jerome Luai as well, so he's certainly uh, got a good half there. Hey, I want to ask you, I met you, um, I think, at Rabbitohs training not too long ago. Yep. Have you been doing the training rounds? Because you were telling me that day that you go yep. and have a look at the training. Have you been – What? who's who's looking at Yeah, good? I've been out and about. I agree and disagree with some, some players and coaches, so I move on from there. We don't see eye to eye. And then I'm at Parramatta, and I'm quietly confident we'll be making the eight. So really all my energy this year. Brad's been good to me over the years. And I think if, he, if they don't deliver Parramatta, he might not have a job. So I'm working my backside off to get Parramatta in the eight and higher up. So that's that's my goal this year. Do you have a chat so to Brad when you go Parra. out there? Have you spoken to Brad? Yeah, I've been out there twice, but uh, they're a little bit busy. But yeah, uh, I'll drop busy. off and I'll grab them at the first trial game at Cogra. I'll speak to Brad there. Yeah, and, cool. But besides that, I'll let them go. But I've been there twice, and that, just to let them know a couple of things I, I thought was needed. You know, what, what do you, it's an opinion. All yeah. I'm saying, please consider. Listen, you don't have to take it on board. Just think about it. That's all I'm saying. Hey, that's know? what we hear about here for SEN as well, Gary. That's why we love having you on. You know, it's an opinion. You take it or leave it, but that is just an opinion. Thanks, Gary. Thanks for joining us this morning. And I'll tell you what, how great that the Eels have that resource 
uh, out at their training and at their pre-season matches. There's lots of texts flying in as well on the Edgewater Homes text line 0457 736 736. Conflicting reports. Josh Schuster was there for Summonats. Oh, he's, here we go. It's, <laughs> here running, we... it's running wild. There's a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought there were so many things get... going on in Canberra? Let's just get Josh Schuster on the line and <laughs> let's we'll clear this up. Where, was he at Summonats? Was he at Questacon? Was he at the Raiders? Mm. Was he at the AIS? Uh, who knows? Who knows? There's Let's... so much to do in Canberra. This is a great ad for Canberra. <laughs> this could be a tourism advert. Yeah, absolutely. Maza has come in with, hi guys, sorry, in and out of the car this morning. Firstly, you don't need to apologize. Tune in whenever you like. Regarding Tiger Woods and Nike, I wonder if Nike felt that they, if they had expanded and got all they ha- could get out of Tiger. Sorry, I butchered that sentence. In- interesting, given Jordan looks to have a lifetime deal with Nike, and he gets so much money. He's still rolling in right now. Mm. I play golf, and there are Air Jordan golf shoes. What other sportsman has crossed code equipment? That's, so that's true, yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting one that Jordan just has that, and it is flowing in. His, his net worth is still, like, ginormous. Yeah. So maybe – Tiger leaving Nike, he foregoes that. He's also, uh, Jordan's one of those rare ones that's crossed so many generations. Yes. Like probably the generation slightly older than us, then our generation. And now when you see like 14-year-olds running around in yeah. like Nike, it's like, you know, in Jordan's. Yeah. Like, he's kind of keeps the legacy going. Yeah. That's an interesting one, isn't it? And Tiger, obviously, if he goes and makes his own brand, like we were just talking about, mm. then he can probably have that sort of thing happen if people jump on it like Jordan. But it's uh, it's a big breakup uh, and there's been talk about it all morning. Is it a good decision by Nike? We'll have to wait and see. But I mean, share prices up sh- well, yeah. as I did my research before. You did, you did. And there's plenty more texts coming in. Schuster was down there to play golf. <laughs> it's a lot of, he was busy. He was busy. He had a lot on. I wonder if he's in, in Canberra at the moment, just thinking to himself, you know, I'm just down here quietly. No one knows I'm here. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm just, I've just gone for a good family holiday and now everyone's speculating why, why he was down there. Um, Berkeley Eel got a parking ticket the other day for being parked illegally. Not sure why the sign clearly said fine for parking. Oh. <laughs> Is that Jay the Bookman? Uh, interesting. That, whose laugh is that, though? Is that that was Michael Carianus. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was Carianus. <laughs> you could pick it from yes, the Yes, I could. I've got one of the worst laughs in the business as well. Uh, every time oh, As I, well. All right, there you go, Carianus. Oh, he knows. <laughs> I've told him. Uh, and he, he'll be on the show tomorrow. Speaking of which, oh, Wednesday's off. Yeah. Brandy has Wednesdays off. He's somehow weaseled his way that yeah, into Brandy the contract. Brandy and I are just the same kind of people, aren't we? Wednesday off. How have, you, how have you got that to happen? Well, I have to work. I mean, I've been working at Channel 7 all week. I have to sleep at some time. <laughs> so I finish here and then I work at 7. I get home at about 8 o'clock and, you know, we're back here sometime. And then, yeah, I had to take a week. I thought, no, if I'm going to do this, I'm getting old. I had to do it with a Wednesday off. So Wednesday's the night of sleep I get. Okay. Yeah. I still work at seven. Please tune in. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of us will uh, trudge on, but I will tell Michael Carianis in person tomorrow about that, my opinion on his laugh. And oh, probably okay. share my own horrific laugh at the time. Uh, but 
look, apologies in advance for that. But Mick Carrianis on tomorrow. Jaleesa will have a great sleep. Uh, but Thank we've you. still got plenty to talk about this morning. It's Summer Brecky here on SEN. Jaleesa Apps and Trent Copeland with you this morning. We've had a text come in from Scotty D from Dural. Guys, Tiger Woods already has his own brand as an arm of Nike in the same way Jordan does. Not sure how this will work now after the split, but the TW brand is alive and kicking. Loving your work so far. Good point. So that's an interesting, uh, whether as part of the Mm. severance of the contract, whether Tiger Woods is able to take that brand and use it elsewhere. Yeah, or because Nike can't really, surely they wouldn't be able to keep his brand without his. No. Yeah. You wouldn't imagine so. Keep Keep his naming rights and then just keep. Continuing, yeah, be a fair negotiation point. at the at the table on the value of that as well. Mm. Uh, magic stuff this morning. Lots to talk about. What are you up for the rest of the day? Straight to work. Straight to work. Uh, yeah, just never stops. It's all cricket still. We are obviously the um, Aussie cricketers are they're still preparing now for the next test. So it's all cricket, tennis, bit going on. Yeah, hopefully we get a test squad today and we've got That'd all be great. the Aussie superstars back in the BBL through till Friday. The Sydney Smash, as we heard Jordan Silk talking about a little while ago. It's been an interesting morning. We've got Julian King coming out at 9 o'clock and he's got Scott Bailey and Joe Healy on the show. And, of course, whenever that news comes along, if it does, that opening batter for Australia to replace David Warner, the news, you will hear it first here on SEN. It's going to be a great day. Yeah, I yeah, I um, I'm hoping that it's resolved so we don't have to keep talking about speculating. it. Yes. I just want to know now, yeah. and then we can talk about how that person might go, yeah. as opposed to who it will be. Exactly. Anyway, uh, have a great rest of your Tuesday. Thanks for joining us here on Summer Brecky on SEM. Bye.